Jingle bells, Pat Walsh smells, JoJo laid an egg, Merry Christmas to all of you, and I hope the dog doesn't hump your leg, it's Christmas time, and a happy new year, Christmas time, full of cheer, drink the eggnog, don't be a slob. Holy sh! Did, are you? Did you get crazily drunk, or is this just? No, I'm not drunk at all. Okay, and, which is frightening. Um, I drank two quite stiff whiskey drinks, and uh, I'm not feeling a damn thing. Merry Christmas, everybody! No, don't worry about it, all right. folks. <laughs> people, Pat just pulled the mic away from his face and went, <laughs> "Ad." Like the question, like, do I we have an ad? We had an ad. Well, if we do, we'll add it in later. Who All gives right. a rat's ass? It's then Christmas, Pat. Get drunk. Have fun. Well, Papa needs money for presents. The uh, how's your how how are you doing on Christmas Day, Pat? Uh, I'm doing fine, Joe. I mean, let's. I'm not going to lie to these people. We're not <laughs> recording this on Christmas Day. I hope I feel a little more Christmassy on Christmas Day than I do right now, but. Uh, Anyway, before I forget, let's just get on with the Joe and also on... You said on with the Joe. Now who's drunk? Now who's <laughs> drunk? Maybe this is why you don't have any Christmas spirit, because you're a lush! Uh, folks, let's just go ahead and get on with the show. Right. And at the same time, on... With the Joe Holy Night, <laughs> the stars are brightly shining. Right? Walsh with a Johnny-themed Johnny Mathis right? style rendition of Oh Holy Night. <laughs> <laughs> Sultry. Yeah. Folks, let's just get on with the Joe Little Town of Bethlehem. <laughs> right? It's Christmas, bitch. Uh, I'd like to introduce a new segment I'd like to call Inappropriate Christmas Jokes. Go in ahead. The wor- in the workplace. All right. Because uh, we're, we're in the workplace. We're in the, we're in the uncut, thick dick house right, right. now. <laughs> well, I'd like to start, I assume, with the mistletoe belt. <laughs> All, always a staple of the uh, well, the office per. I've been wearing it since we hit record. Yeah, uh, I was going to give you. A, hey, Pat, Merry Christmas! Why don't you come over and open my package? Uh huh. I was going to give you that one. Uh huh. Yeah, that's good. Hey, pa- Pat, you got, I got something that can st- stuff in us in your stocking. You know this kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, uh, you want to come over here and jingle my bells? There you go. That's a good one. Right. That's a good one. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Joe. Now we haven't discussed this yet. Happy Kwanzaa. But uh, over on your Instagram the other day, uh, I was having a real nice time doing those uh, Jurassic Park World Two uh, folks jokes with you. I loved it, and I didn't even watch the trailer. The line (laughs) in the trailer. So what? What is so bad about the trailer? I'm going to tell you. The line in the trailer. You like Jurassic World? I didn't see it. It's average at best. Uh, Jurassic Park 2 is one of the shittiest films I've ever seen. Not correct. We've we've argued Jurassic World or Jurassic Park 3. I, I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic. Consider it the best of the franchise. I enjoyed it the most. Yeah. But I'll also give Jurassic Park a pass. Jurassic Park is, is a good excellent film. Excellent movie. Jurassic Park 2 is dog shit. 
It's fine. Jurassic World, no interest. It's I got to tell you, I don't want to. I never want to see him like when one of those big movie summer blockbuster movies comes out. And my mom sees it in the theater and she goes, it was okay. I'm like, this movie must really suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old people just like going to the show. Yeah. So um, so I never saw it. But Jurassic World, uh, The Fallen Kingdom or The Lost Kingdom, whatever it's called. This new one. This is the line Chris Pratt spits out in the fucking trailer. Go on. So we got to go save a bunch of dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could possibly go wrong? That's the plot of it. The movie, the the island is going to explode, (laughs) and they have to get the dinosaurs off of it. Is there a bomb on the island, or it's just explain that part? Okay, who the fuck knows? It's absurd. And then, but somebody on Instagram did respond with a great note. I can't. I apologize, Instagram user, whoever said this, but it was a really good idea. He said, "Easily, equally plausible uh, uh, concept." Combine it, call it Jurassic World Armageddon, combine it with Armageddon, an asteroid's going to hit the island. You bring back the Armageddon characters. No problem with that. Yeah, I go, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I would buy no that over this goddamn that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm going to read you a couple of mine. Okay, in case you're not an Instagram head. Well, I start. Let's let's let me read the estab- the establishing joke was. Yeah, it was a very funny joke. I said, folks, after watching the Jurassic World two trailer, I wish it was this franchise that was extinct. <laughs> folks, right. now, I'm yeah. in the backseat of an Uber, quite intoxicated Friday night, and I start firing off these folks. This picture looks like a dino boar. <laughs> folks, they ought to drop this thing in the Velociraptor. <laughs> Crap, is Velocicrapper better? No, Crapter. Crapter. I thought so, too. Yeah, no, you got Heather, my fiance, told me Crapper was Velocicrapper. What does she better. know? Not much. What does she know? And here's my favorite. Goldbloom. Folks, these days we're not even getting Bronze Bloom. <laughs> That's, that one was my favorite, too. Folks. By the way, I was kidding about what does Heather know. I love Heather. It was I just being funny. Folks, I caught the new Jurassic Park film on an airplane the other day, and I walked out. <laughs> Folks, I saw uh, I saw uh, Kevin James say that joke. It's a very old joke. It's a great joke, but it's it's Kevin James. Uh, the, remember when Kevin James and Ray Romano did that golf special? No, on HBO where they were like golfing for charity or something. No, I don't. Well, they were golfing for charity, and there's like you know fans could pay money, I guess, to watch them golf and like stand there. Okay, and they start shitting on each other, and and Ke- uh, Ray Romano starts shitting on Hitch. Uh, well, th- that was a mistake, Ray, because Hitch is a great movie. Uh, and Ray, and then Kevin James goes, folks, I was on an airplane today. They showed Welcome to Mooseport. I walked out. Uh, and it's, it's, like, it's always funny. It's always funny, but also the, the, just the name of the film, Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> that, yeah. that really sails it over the fence. Gene yes. Hackman's final film. <laughs> how does, how does a man... Who's in Welcome to Mooseport? Assassinate Hitch. Maybe it wasn't Hitch. Maybe it was Paul Blart Mall Cop, which is a well. The first half of Paul Blart's very funny, as we've discussed many times in the show. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I thought. I thought he made fun of. I think. I don't think it was about quality. I think it was just about. I want to make fun of my friend. Back in the old days of the Vine app, which I I believe is apparently coming back, although I will not be on it. uh, One of my uh, beloved Vine characters was the guy who pays a therapist to uh, voice how much he loves the first half of Paul Blart Malka. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and the th- wait, wait, he's because paid- he, he knows he's got doctor patient confidentiality, right? So he, he goes oh, he pays in. there, so he could just go in and just talk just about, how much, and just talk about how much he loves how much he loves Paul Lindbergh, <laughs> which was was me basically. That's very. It's funny. a very funny movie. Now, Pat, uh, yes. What do you what did you, what do you think you're gonna you might get you may or may not get on this Christmas uh, from a, from somebody special, somebody that loves you? Well, there'd have to be one such person. Um, I have I have one person who loves me, and I think that she will give me something great. She always does, but it's never what I expect. And she's telling me how hard it is to buy things for me, but the truth is. I'm passionate about several things: movies, music. Um, I I guess that's it. Television, right? But um, that leaves you with a pretty wide open. Now I know what you. List. I know what you asked for because you did tell me you don't remember. But I know you told me you asked for the James Toback YouTube class, <laughs> <laughs> the master class with James Toback. Now, Joe. <laughs> This has been bugging me. But it's not about filming. It's about how to pick up women. <laughs> this has been bugging me, and I'm glad you brought it up. Why did you tell James Toback to do what he did? <laughs> uh, it bothers me because I uh, I was dating. Uh, uh, oh, I got nothing funny. God damn it. The, the Matt Lauer response uh, you, was. You've heard of a yes and an improv comedy, folks. I think I just got a no but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to top the Matt Lauer one. You said, why'd you tell Matt Lauer to do what you did? I said, yeah, because yeah. I patented the button that locks the door from the inside. And didn't give <laughs> yeah, me good. I can't think of anything funny about James Tobin. No, he's not a funny man. No. And it's it, like, by the way, really he, depressing movies. I can't yeah, think of anything funny. He's never say. made a movie above like a, a C plus. And, uh, uh, anyway, you know, so what, so you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be a surprise. I don't know. And there's nothing I really want. Um, you know, I know what I'm going to get from my, uh, dad is a, a check for a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and i know what i'm gonna get for my mom which is uh a check for a hundred dollars other than that i really gotta count on uh heather to come through because i don't get a lot of gifts okay so um oh, she you, you never know maybe maybe jojo gives you something that's tr- i'd love it i'd love it you never know she gave me uh you know like a beautiful espresso machine last year that i use every day and it can make cappuccinos and the whole thing mm. and i was like I didn't know I wanted this, but I use it every day. It was a perfect gift. Right. I don't know. I, I I'd, be, I'd be happy with whatever. All right. I got you. What do you, What are your your parents? You get you tell your parents what you want. I'm going home for the for the for Christmas. I spend Christmas Jewel Day with my family. Will be uh, for Christmas. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna air all my gifts right now. Go because ahead. nobody because this comes out on Christmas. Nobody's gonna know. My our dear friend James Pinkstone. We exchange gifts every year. Like it's without fail. Like with it's, we've been doing it forever. Right. Uh, got this fucking guy. Got this fucking guy, and I know he wants it, and I know he can't find it because they're sold out everywhere. Got him a fucking Super Nintendo Classic. Okay. Uh, so if they re-release it, and you can't find it anywhere. It's sold out everywhere because it's a marketing scheme. You can't get it anywhere. But and I found him one. I, every time I talk to him, I keep playing up that you can't find these things. You know, because he knows I collect video online? games. Uh, it was like I, I managed to get one for like a hundred and ten bucks. It wasn't like stupidly expensive. And then they but they're supposed all to the be games? they're supposed to be seventy dollars. Is the right. point? I was like, you know, I was one of my oldest friends in the world. Like, let me spend a little extra cash and get this guy this thing because he's never expected. It's got like thirty games on it or something. Anyway, I'm excited about that. I tell you, everything old is new again, folks. That's what it says. Oh no, it doesn't. It says that in the eight bit. 
I bought something that where it says that in the. Oh God, who cares? Um, anyway, uh, I got my parents. Very excited about this. Got my parents uh, a turntable. Sure. Powered speakers and a couple records. All right. And I'm going to, again, it's like you're saying with the espresso machine. They're not expecting it. It's never anything they would ask for. I'm going to give it to them and I'm going to say, I want you two to enjoy yourselves. Yeah. I want you to set this up in your sitting room area. Yeah. And you go and you buy records that you loved from your childhood. You go in there and you have a romantic night together or whatever it is and you and you just you reminisce and you enjoy life. I think it's a very nice gift. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this though, Joe. Get him five, six records. I got him two. Get him five, six. I did the same with my sister and I had two and then I was like, well Pat, let's say she doesn't make it to the record store for a while. You give her five, six. Get her get him a couple used Sinatras for a dollar or something. Five, you know? six. Well I gotta I, I the problem is I gotta I gotta, I gotta get it shipped to their house. Okay. All right, so get them right. some more records. Yeah, now, I, do you think it was a? It was you, a. You, you know, you know, good and well. You, day day one, your parents aren't hitting the record store. They might do it eventually. No, my mom sometimes goes to the record store in her neighborhood okay. because I've taken her there. But all right. well, all right, maybe I'll get her a few more records. Get her a few here's more here's records. my question though: Was it in poor taste that I taped a box of condoms to the back of one of the records? Should I not have done that? Well, are you worried about your parents contracting VD? I assume they're post... Uh, I don't know. I just thought maybe it was a little too suggestive. Do you, I mean, I, I think, I hope I'm having intercourse at their age. <laughs> it's a part of life, folks, and we've swept it under the rug for too long. Now, if I could bring which you is over... What, which is, is how my father refers to intercourse. Sweeping he'll, it under the rug. He'll yell from the other room, Hey, Mommy, you want to go <laughs> sweep it under the rug? Oh, boy. <laughs> he doesn't do that, anybody. Please, I'm hey, just joking. Hey, Mommy made it. I'm, way just, I'm just joking. That was because Reagan apparently used to call his mother right, Mommy. Right. Or his wife Mommy, excuse me. Um, but I asked for... Uh, yeah, my mom always asked for like an Amazon list, and I give it to her. But I asked for, asked for a couple video games... Okay. Uh, some old PSP games I wanted and a couple Nintendo DS games, 3DS games I wanted, like Zelda Majora's Mask and um, New Metroid. And and then I asked for um, a Vincent Price box set that I've wanted for quite some time. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's nothing. It's crazy. It's like five movies. Um, and a couple records. I asked for uh, The Doors, The Soft Parade, which is my favorite Doors album. And I asked for... Does it have... Uh Mr. Mojo Rise. No, that's LA Woman. But the software it has I don't like the doors. I love the doors. The software it has Come on, come on, come on, come on now, touch me, babe. Yeah, that's a good song. That's I'll, a great I'll song. give you touch me, babe. Uh but and then I asked What was, what was that promise that you made? Yeah. yeah, that's a that I get chills when I you watch the live one where it's them and like the orchestra. Uh-huh. On that '60s TV show, uh-huh. doing it's fucking awesome, man. No, I'm yeah. gonna love you. You know, at that period, uh, 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 Marson, I forget who his initial favorite singer was. At that period, his favorite singer was Frank Sinatra. I'll buy he that. became, and he wanted to. He wanted his voice to be better. I don't know that he got there, but he's got a good voice. Well, as Rip Taylor said in Wayne's World Two. He was a crooner stuck in a rock milieu, which I like. <laughs> he said that about Morrison? Yeah. That's very funny. I, I'm telling you, folks, uh, Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 are comedy classics. And 2 is not as good as 1, 
but it has 100 perfect jokes in it. Folks, I'd love to, if I could, take you over to Pat's Movie Corner. Now, Joe. Yes. I'm working my way steadily through the uh, Oscar screeners, and here are my reviews. I'd like to preface this by saying I'm a man who has fallen asleep in a movie five times in my entire 36-year life, almost 37 years. Uh, Hostels with Christian Bale. Um, I've never even heard of that movie until Oscar time. I was like, I know. what is this movie? I never even heard of it. It's Christian Bale. It's got that the, the kid from Call Me By Your Name. It's got Jesse Plemons. It's got Ben Foster. Who's Jesse Plemons? Is that the guy from uh, Black Mass that plays yes, the door guy? Most would know him uh, from Friday Night Lights or like Observe and Report or Fargo. But yes. Yeah. He's, you know, he's married to Kirsten Dunst. In I life. watched them make out at a party once and I was blown away because he's a... Uh, real heavy not attractive guy man's got a real swollen face yeah especially at the time i saw him it looked like he had just been eating he's got a real swollen looks like he's been stung by bees yes and there is no one to me more attractive than kirsten dunce i i can think of very few people she is a a a dream she's a ray of sunshine wrapped in a moonbeam yeah and a hell of an actress if you haven't seen melancholia i really recommend that but uh any hoot I was watching this Hostels thing, and I got 20 minutes in. Girlfriend woke me up. 30 minutes woke me up. 40 minutes woke me up. Went to bed. And I've never been so bored. It's a guy bringing a uh, a Native American chief back to his final resting place, and he clearly has some sort of hatred for Native Americans. This thing has gotten great reviews by and large. It's the guy who did Crazy Heart and, and Black Mass, actually. Oh, it's the black. I didn't know that's the guy that did Crazy Heart. Um, so I'm going to need to finally watch it again. But I'll say on initial viewing, fully awake, I was knocked out several times. I also, folks, uh, on the Facebook page, a lot of you were trying to get me to watch Wonder Woman. I watched it this weekend. I got 50 minutes in, snoring at 2 p.m. Like a dad on Super Bowl Sunday. Wonder Woman's, Wonder Woman's a solid flick. I got to tell you, folks, I mean, uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, I wonder why I watched it. <laughs> I'm watching her and Chris Pine flirt on a boat. I'm, I mean, I didn't see a, a single electric lasso make an appearance. I was bored well, out of my mind. Wait, you didn't watch enough of it. I'm going to finish the movie, folks. But as of right now, I'm just telling you, I watched a couple movies and couldn't finish them. All right. Uh, as for movies, I did finish. Wonderstruck. You made it through Wonderstruck, but not Wonder Woman. Correct. And there's also which, Wonder Wheel, the Woody Allen movie, which yeah, I made which, it through. We, and there's also Wonder about the kid with the fucked up face. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, now, you, now, this is what's crazy to me. You fell asleep during Wonder Woman. He was live texting me through Wonderstruck. That's right. Live texting me. I, I was like, what are, what are you even talking about? I don't even know what this fucking movie is. Well, they sent it. It's it's available on Amazon Prime. It's the new Todd Haynes movie. Speaking of Wonder, by the way. Oh, Todd Haynes is always... Ugh. I know. Heather went to see uh, Wonder, 
the kid with the now what is the condition the kid has in the movie i don't know i didn't see it but i i was texting her and uh, i was cracking myself up she did not find it funny at all but i was like i'm telling you before the picture starts go into the bathroom and have a good laugh because you don't want to be the only one laughing when they <laughs> unveil the kid's face <laughs> she was like i'm not gonna laugh at his face i was like heather you think you're not gonna <laughs> laugh at his face wow you're like one of the bullies in mask the uh <laughs> i know well uh, it, it bothers me that in this day and age where it's like if you're gonna have a trans character she should be played by a trans person but suddenly we get we're gonna do a movie about a kid with a fucked up face let's get the cutest kid in america and slap some makeup on him uh and i also i'm sorry folks i know the man's trying to spread his wings as an actor not by an Owen Wilson no. as the endearing dad. No, nope, not happening. I see my son's face. Yeah. My yeah. son is beautiful. What you guys uh, you don't know what? understand Owen, about my son is that he's beautiful. I got to tell you, Owen, I took a look at that nose. This movie could have been about you. <laughs> Maybe you should be wearing the space helmet. <laughs> he does have a real dick nose. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Wonderstruck, Todd Haynes, uh, you know, Todd Haynes, I liked Far From Heaven. I liked Carol to some extent, but he makes these very heavily stylized Oh, I'm sorry, movies. Todd Haynes. I was thinking of Todd Salons. Well, I actually, well, Todd Salons did fucking happiness, which is a match. Sorry, I was scoffing at Todd Salons. Todd Haynes no. has made what? Todd Haynes did uh, Safe with Julianne Moore, Far From Heaven with Julianne Moore. I love Far From Heaven. Carol. Uh, Didn't see Carol. He makes interesting movies, and, and they're done with a lot of love. Far From Heaven was great. Far From Heaven was a really good movie. Yes. Um, and it's if you don't know, it's about it's a movie uh, about where uh, it's in, it takes place in the fifties. Uh, Juliet, uh, uh, Julianne Moore, excuse wow. me, falls in love with Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, in a time where white women were not allowed to fall in love with deep voiced men, <laughs> folks. Uh, folks, in sports. <laughs> now wait, I remember that movie as being about. Julianne Moore's husband, Dennis Quaid, being closeted gay. Well, that's part of it, it's too. Bold. I just wanted to get my deep voice joke out. So he's getting cucked, but he's also S&D on the, on the left. Second dick? Is that what that yeah. yeah. No, he's not getting cucked. She starts. She falls in love with Dennis Haysburg because she's like, my husband's gay. I can't be with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a it's a tragic movie about like nobody can be with who they love because everybody's yeah. so prejudiced. Like they're like this poor guy can't be with another guy because right. everybody's so prejudiced, and this poor woman can't be with the man she loves because he's black because everybody's so prejudiced. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah. all the old uh, Douglas Sirk movies. Yeah, like, it's all like, the it, heaven it, it's, allows. It's based on, on a series of old Three Stooges shorts. <laughs> uh, I liked it was a shemp, if I recall correct. Um, yeah, uh, Julia Moore says I can't date you. You're black, and Dennis Hayward goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, some of the, the, the only good times my dad and I had, uh, were we'd wait up every night and watch the, uh, six hours of Three Stooges shorts on Friday night and it would come it. up and we'd be like, oh, every time we'd be like, come on, baby, come on, baby. And then we'd see that shemp and be like, I, I like shemp. Here's what's going to piss. when you got a curly Joe, have you ever seen a curly Joe? I've seen them all, babe. Yeah. I've seen them all. Curly shemp. Joe, curly Joe is like the, uh. Real substandard uh, version of Curly, basically. Shemp is my favorite, though. 
Shemp's real. Shemp's so ugly that he makes me laugh. I love Shemp. And people go, no, Curly's the best. And I say, you know what? You know what I say to these people? They say, Shemp, hey, Curly's the best. I say, Curly is never mind. Shemp is in utero. Oh, that it, might be true. It's absolutely true. It takes a little more understanding. You have to, get to <laughs> spend some time with it. But now, here's my issue. My issue is that Shemp is too close to Mo. He's not, though. He's They're not. brothers, right? Yeah, they are brothers. They yeah. look alike, but he's not. That's the beauty of the character. They 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 look too similar or something. It's, it's I was always a Larry man. I loved Larry. I love Larry. Yeah. I love I love them all. I, I got I like now I I actually like Curly Joe too. I don't I not as much as Shemp or Curly, but uh, there's only one bad one. It's the it's the guy after Curly Joe. That's really bad. There's another guy named Joe something and he sucks. Uh but Curly Joe is the one that's very effeminate, right? The one that's like, yeah. stop it, not so hard. Right. <laughs> that's that's still very funny to me. Yeah, Curly Joe has some laughs. You know, um, but... Did uh, you see the uh, Farrelly Brothers Three Suitors movie? Uh, I bought it, it on blind faith. Honestly, there's some laughs in there. There are some laughs in it. Yeah. I love Larry David as the yeah. nun... I thought the impressions that the three guys did of the Three Stooges were pretty excellent. Yeah. But I... Sasso. I mean, they, they, they were good. The guys were They good. were very good. Yeah. I just hated that it became, like, heartfelt at the end. I where, know, like, Mo feels bad for the way he's treated. Come the fuck on, That man. ain't Mo. That it ain't should Mo. have been... Not my... Hashtag not my Mo. And by the way, this is the Fairley Brothers. It should have been goddamn Kingpin all the way through. Yeah. Make it a ridiculous romp all the way through. Yeah. You don't have to... Come on. We have this fucking... I hear you. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Wonderstruck. Uh, I mean, I, I could try to give you a synopsis, but we don't have enough time. It's two parallel stories. One in the 70s, a boy, mom and dad die. One in the 30s or 20s, a girl's looking for her mom, played by Julianne Moore. That one's done entirely silent. Oh, God. Uh, it's about a deaf girl. It's done silent movie style. Well, it's nice that it's about a deaf girl, but it, but they actually play it like a silent, like a silent film. movie. Uh, there are long scenes where people are writing their dialogue on a notepad and showing it to each other. Long scenes. Uh, the movie is over two hours. I The only reason I finished it is because I couldn't believe how bad and terrible it was. And in the end... It turns into a, at the end, they're like, we better explain what's going on. And they hastily explain what's going on in a five-minute stop-motion animation segment. Oh, Jesus Christ. This, just stop it. As far as I'm concerned, was one of the worst movies of the year, and it was sent to me for my consideration as one of the best. All right. Do not see this film. Okay. My other is, the only other one I got, uh was Last Flag Flying. Again, I, I don't even have even heard of it. What is it? You'll get that as a screener. It's a Richard R Richard Linklater movie. Okay. It's Steve Carell. All right. It's uh Brian Cranston. Okay. And it's Lawrence Fishburne. Oh wait, this is the this is the sequel to uh it's to the last detail. Allegedly a sequel to the last yeah. detail, which is a fantastic movie with Nicholson yeah. and Randy Quaid. Um that's a big leap to make. It has almost nothing to do with the last detail. But it's the same characters, right? I yes, it is. And I gotta say, as far, if you want to see those, if you like those three actors and you want to see them kind of 
doing some good acting off one another and like having some nice sweet moments. It was entertaining. All right. It was entertaining. Uh, I, I liked it. It's it's nothing amazing, but those three are good. Carell as like the guy who's always like Who plays the I'm Nicholson? I'm tired of it. Who plays the Nicholson character? Cranston. Cranston. Who plays Cranston's the, really good in it. Who plays the Rand- really good in it. Who plays the Randy Quaid? What was Randy Quaid's character's name? I don't well, remember. Obviously, it's not a continuation because now Fishburne is black. Are there no black characters? Wasn't, in the f- wasn't the last detail Nicholson? I thought you said it was Quaid Randy and Dern. Oh, I don't know. I'm look Christ! All right. While you look that up, I'll get tell, into tell my me what stuff. You got. Uh, I watched a series of Christmas episodes of television programs, mostly sitcoms. Uh, I obviously can't go through all of them, but I'll tell you the ones I watched. I watched, uh, I'm going to save the one for last that I want to talk about. I watched the Trailer Park Boys live from the North Pole. Fantastic. So funny. Sure. So fucking funny. Sure. The premise is, it's basically just a concert film where they do a show in Minneapolis, but the premise is, is that Ricky, if you watch the show, still believes in Santa Claus, and they tell him that Santa Claus... Uh, wants them to go to the North Pole, which is Minneapolis, to do a show. Okay. And uh, during the show, he on stage, he finds out that Santa Claus isn't real. And then it's very funny. It's very, very funny. Um, I watched the I watched two Frasier Christmas episodes, which were impeccable. Sure. The last season That's one. A very well written show. Yeah. I watched the last season one where his kid comes in and he's goth suddenly. It was really funny. Frasier's kid. Yeah, in the last season... Who plays Frazier's kid? I don't remember that. Some, I don't know, some kid. All right. Uh, but in the last season for the Christmas one, he comes in and he's goth. And the plot is the kid's goth and Frazier's upset about it. And then the dad... And then Frazier's doing a promo for the radio station. Or, I'm sorry, Frazier's... Con, stop. Frazier's doing a promo for uh, Seattle, like for the tourism board. Okay. And they love Frazier and they love the dog, Eddie. And they put them both in the promo. Uh, and then <laughs> and then Niles wants to rebel for the first time, so he gets a pot brownie from Roz. But then accidentally, the dad eats the pot brownie. Of course. And then Frazier watches the promo. I mean, it's so brilliantly weaved together. The Frazier watches the promo, and they've just dubbed his voice into Eddie. So Eddie's just a dog talking. <laughs> Okay. With Frazier's voice. And then the dad, when he's high, at the peak of when he's high, and you forget that this was even a plot point, <laughs> turns on this video and sees his own dog talking to him and freaks out. It's sure. really, really fucking funny. Um, Frazier, uh, you know, it, it doesn't have the cool quota of cheers or whatever, but as far as like a well written sitcom, it's amazing. That, that's a class act, that show. It's amazing. Uh, I watched the Cheers, uh, a Cheers Christmas episode, the one where Sam doesn't get Rebecca a present and then has to go out and try to find her a present. Okay. Uh, at the last minute because everybody else got her something. And he, uh, all the stores are closed because it's Christmas Eve. And he meets a stewardess. Uh, on the street, he meets. Well, he meets a woman on the street. And says, you, "You, are you okay?" And he goes, "I, I can't find. I got to get a present for my boss, and everything's closed." She uh-huh. goes, "Look, I got all these presents here. Why don't you take one of these?" And he goes, "Oh my God, you're, you're so. I, I'll pay you for it. What do you have?" And she goes, uh, "Well, let's see. I've got a teddy. I've got a garter belt. Can't have too many of those, you know." Right. 
And Sam goes, what are you doing? She goes, I'm an airline stewardess. And uh, Ted Dancer looks up in the air and he goes, Merry Christmas, Sammy. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, you know, typical Cheers plot line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to try to have sex with a stewardess. Right. Uh, I watched The Golden Girls, one of their Christmas episodes, where the plot is they decide to make each other presents for the first time ever instead of buying each other presents because they don't want to buy into the capitalistic spirit of Christmas. Was that a B. Arthur decision? Yes. Yeah. And then it turns into them being held hostage at Rose's uh, therapy clinic by okay. a guy dressed as Santa Claus who just wants to have friends. Okay. Uh, and one of the patients at the clinic is none other than Mr. Whatever-His-Face is from Perfect Strangers. Sabella. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also the naked guy on the subway in Seinfeld. Yeah. No. Playing a very different character. Also no, Pumba from wait, the Wait, Sabella's no, no, the naked guy on the train in, in No, no, no. The naked guy on the train in Seinfeld is the guy that owns the pawn shop in uh Perfect Strangers. Yes. I'm talking about the boss at the paper oh, the boss. who's like the, who's like the sleaze. Yeah. He's in it. Okay. Uh <clears throat> very enjoyable, very funny. Some of the best written jokes on television. Sure. Oh, of course, Golden Girls was always Great fucking joke. Great fucking joke where uh, Blanche is talking about Charlie's Angels. What's what are the char- what is one of the actors actresses? Fawcett. Not her. Uh Jacqueline Smith. Oh, let's just say Farrah Fawcett for okay. the She goes, uh Blanche goes, I've often been compared to Miss Farrah Fawcett. Of course, both my bosoms are much perkier. <laughs> Right? Big laugh Uh for the audience. Beat. And then B. Arthur goes, not if you were hanging upside down on a trapeze branch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh It's a great fucking joke, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Seems a little mean for her to say to her friend. It's, they say it, they say it frequently. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, this is the one I'll talk about in more detail. I watched the step by step. Wow. Christmas episode. Hulu? It was on Hulu. Did they have the whole run of Step by Step on Hulu? I think so, but they had they had a Christmas highlight section. Talk about a show I've seen every episode of and could not tell you a single plot point of. I went through the Christmas episodes of TV show section on Hulu, found the Step by Step Christmas episode, turned it on for one reason and one reason only. Thumbnail, Don Knotts. I was like, well, I want to see this. Sure. Here's the plot. Patrick Murphy, whatever the fuck Duffy. his name is. Duffy. Uh, he thinks Suzanne Summers buys the one kid the train set he wants. Uh-huh. It's Christmas Eve. She says, no, I didn't buy it. He says, oh, I thought you bought it. I didn't buy it either. It's too late. They can't get the thing. The, ne- the next morning's Christmas. Patrick Duffy goes, well, I've been remodeling that toy store. I still have the keys. Like, uh, let, let's just go down. I'll put the money in the thing. And when I'm, Suzanne Summers is like, that's crazy. That's breaking energy. He's like, it's not. We're going to leave the money. It'll be fine. They go into the toy store. As they're buying the stuff, he picks up a toy squirt gun, and he's like, well, this is cool. I'm going to get him this, too. And who walks by but Don Knotts, dressed as Barney Fife, looks in the window, the whole, like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and then arrests them. And then the whole episode is them in jail as Don Knotts, like, sits there, and they're like, it's Christmas Day. Can you please let us go home to our families? Don't you want to be with your family? He's like, I don't have a family. Nobody's ever put a saddle on this steed. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like, he's All like right. ninety, by the way. Yeah, you 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 just sold me on the episode with it's, that one it's, line. It's 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 enjoyable. It's enjoyable enough. Uh, I had a good time watching it. Their, I've been I've been loving watching like a, like a kickboxer. <laughs> that I don't guy know. who was like the poor man's Keanu Reeves, Sasha something. I know who you're talking because it's always yeah. like, whoa, this yeah. is be, yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you used to watch just the ten of us. I mean, when I was very young, I barely remember yeah. it. That was a decent show, too. Uh, we we got to start our commentary here, folks. We're... Uh, yeah, it's Christmas Day. Let's start the commentary. We're going to do commentary on the how the Grinch stole Christmas. Not the Jim Carrey version. The classic... 1966. 1966 animated picture. Now, folks, if you want to watch along with us, this is on YouTube. Um, Joe has there, uh, typed in the search box, Grinch stole Christ mad. <laughs> and even that brought it up. So there, you should have no trouble filing, finding a f- it. A few versions will come up. But the one you want, if you want to watch along with us, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, exclamation point, parentheses, 1966 full movie, and parentheses. Uh, so go get that now. And if you got it set up, on the count of three, and then play. One, two, three, play. Are you sure this is the one we should be doing? Yeah, I, I watched it already. All right. I mean, I checked it already. Well, uh, you think it's going to be, like, wrong? The problem is it's... We're watching it on a television? You got to watch it with this... Well, you don't have because, it on Hulu or something? No, I checked everything. And I bought the goddamn Blu-ray. All right. And we can't watch Blu-rays while we do this. We can only watch streaming stuff because of the way the setup is. And I I went to see, like, well, I was like, well, I'll rent it again, I guess, for three bucks or whatever. You can only buy the goddamn thing for nine ninety nine. I should have brought it over. I own it. No, I own it, too. I'm saying we can't watch a disc while okay. we do this. We're going to need to tell them again which YouTube video we're, we're looking we at. We already said it. They can rewind it. Right now it says... Uh, I'm going to tell you what's on the screen. We're just coming to Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That should be filling up your screen. Yeah, right and now. if you're watching the correct version, it's the one that has the Mitsubishi television mock-up around I, it. I'm blown away by how low rent this podcast is that we're watching this YouTube video. of. Uh, nobody can see it. That's true. So who cares? All right. Who cares? Now, uh, this is a movie about people that... Love Christmas, I guess. You know, I don't know. Now this is so much louder in my headphones than the than the Perfect Strangers. I'm gonna lower it. Give me one second. On our Patreon episode, Joe and I uh, did commentary on the episode of Perfect Strangers called Fright Night. Uh, so you can look forward to that if you're a Patreon member. If you're a Patreon, if you're not, you're fucked. Yes. Uh, now, Joe, you said you had never seen the Jim Carrey Grinch, correct? I watched it the other day. In its entirety? No. I okay. got about 20 minutes. I couldn't do it. It's, it's it is very a bad. shit show. It's very, it's very bad. It's terrible. And, and it should think, have been an easy slam dunk, by the way. I didn't think Ron Howard was capable of making a movie that bad. It's, it's a very inept movie, yeah. It's really bad. And then I hate, I hate, hate, hate that immediately... They tie in like the capitalism thing about Christmas. Yeah. Like where uh, like the first 
line in the movie is the daughter is the like the little girl from the story going to her dad. Dad, isn't this a bit much? Is right. this what Christmas is really about? Like right. you're going this direction with this? <laughs> Just make this fun. Make yeah. it about a creep on a mountain. Yeah. Now, what's great about this 1966 version, other than the magnificent uh, animation, yeah, is that Boris Karloff? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Narrates it, and he's also the voice of the Grinch. Does a hell of a job. Yes. Uh, is this your favorite of the old Christmas specials? I mean, I I have a very soft spot in my heart for the the claymation ones, the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I own all of those as well. Um, I always thought the animated Frosty was kind of shitty. I like it, but the the Rankin Bass with you know with the Abominable Snowman and all yeah, that those I mean, are great, amazing, amazing. Those are stuff. great. I've taken a recent liking to Mister Magoo's Christmas Carol. Never seen it, but I'm sure it's great. Uh, I love Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol is great. I really like the George C. Scott one. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. Scrooge. That's very dark. Yeah, Scrooge yeah. is great. But no, you know what my favorite Christmas special of all time is? No, I don't. And I own it on DVD, and I leave it at my mom's just so we can watch it every Christmas day. What is it? Rich Little's Christmas oh. Carol, where he plays every character in the sh- cast, but as a famous person. Are they puppets? Is it animated? No, no. It's just like they shoot it where he just plays everybody. On video. Wait a minute. It's old. It's very old. So he's just like sitting on a couch doing voices? No. It's a it's the Christmas it's the whole thing. It's the whole production. But he plays every character in it. Oh, so he's like with camera tricks. Okay. So you know, they have a body double as he's Special talking effects. to somebody and then they not really, but I mean, you know. Yeah. But it's like he so it's WC it's him doing WC Fields as Scrooge. Then he does Johnny Carson as Bob Cratchit. When did this air? Uh, in the early, early 80s. On television? Yeah, I think on like Showtime or something. Can I say that it sounds terrible? It's I, I, it, Honestly, if you watch it, you probably wouldn't think it was great, but it's awesome. All three all right. ghosts all three ghosts are detectives. Okay. So the first one is... It's getting worse. The first one is Bogart. The second one is... Um, who is the second one? can't remember who the second one is. The third one is uh, Inspector Clouseau. Uh-huh. A comedy character. Uh, I never understand impressions of comedy characters. Well, that's, that's just the one. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, oh, uh, Bob Cratchit is Paul Lind. <laughs> so, I believe you just said Bob Cratchit was Johnny Carson. No, sorry. His nephew is Johnny Carson. Oh, Fezziwig. No, Fezziwig is the boss. That's Groucho Marx. Oh, my God. His nephew is Carson. So his nephew comes okay. in and he goes, he goes, I wanted to invite you to a Christmas dinner or whatever. And he goes, okay. And he goes, he goes, it is cold out there tonight. <laughs> and this he goes, sounds terrible. And he goes, okay. And he goes, he goes, he goes, it is so cold. It is so cold. And then from the, from off camera, you hear uh, uh, Paul Linda's Bob Crouch. You go, how cold is it? <laughs> and he goes, it was so cold. I saw two. <laughs> I saw two cockroaches with jumper cables trying to get a mouse started. <laughs> and then it bombs and he goes, may all of your children be, you know, whatever that saver uh-huh. line that Carson used to do was. Um, 
The sounds. It's fu- I love it. I fucking love it. I watch it I every year. I assume it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll look it up. I watch it every year. I love it All so right. much. All right. But I, just, I look. I liked it as a kid. It's it's. I've carried it. There's, is Rich Little playing the women? Yeah, he does Edith Bunker as uh, Mrs. Cratchit. Is he wearing wigs and shit? Uh, Tiny Tim is uh, is uh, uh, Truman Capote. Oh my god! <laughs> is he dressing drag? For Edith Bunker, he does. Okay. That's the only woman he played. I think it's the only female character in the whole story. No, there's more. Um. You ever see the Zemeckis Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey? I love it. It's pretty good. I think it's great. Yeah, it's decent. I think it's well that one, one too. Of the first Carrie 3D plays all the I ghosts. Saw. Yeah, he does. That was one of the first three D pictures I saw. I, I, I love it. I think you it's like great. Polar Express. No, Polar Express is shit. Well, I mean, it's just not and meant for also me. Also, terrible uh, animation. It's not meant for me. It's, yeah. it's that's meant for children, little baby, honestly, baby children. Yeah, and maybe children with like learning disability oh stop i'm it, just Ted. saying I'm why just do you saying. say something like that on christmas day i'm just saying why would you say something like that on christmas day for, you know sorry i got a gift for you it's the gift of enlightenment oh boy. shape up or ship out <laughs> uh now do you think the grinch fucks this little dog while they're up in the mountains i mean it must get lonely up there I don't think they fuck, but I think the dog has seen the Grinch jack off on many occasions. Do you think the look at that grin on the Grinch? Do you th- I, a, I bet she's that doing grin. Oh, God. Uh, now, Joe, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Well, now let me let me throw this by you. I'm up at the smokehouse the other night. Local restaurant. Hey, the crack house bar. that you hang around. Yeah. Yeah. And I see uh, With the dad from Elf. I see, yes, <laughs> I see Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah, eating dinner, holding court with who? Sarah Jessica Parker. People I didn't know. Certainly not Sarah Jessica Parker. All right. I feel like that marriage is a sham. I Bro- feel like that too a little bit. Yeah, Broderick's sitting there, and everybody's talking about how old he looks, and I'm like, guys, Ferris Bueller was 30 years ago. People age. Yeah, I was getting kind of angry about him. Has does he look bloated these days? Still, of course, of course. He's a. I think he's a. Big drinker. I think so, too. But this guy, Chris Diamantopoulos, is playing the dad in the Christmas story. Wow. That was, by the way, that was a Dennis Miller name if I've ever heard Diamantopoulos. one. Diamantopoulos. Fucking. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not fucking Chris Diamantopoulos. <laughs> but he's playing the dad in Christmas story, the old man. They're doing it for Fox. You know, they do these these reboots. And who the fuck is Broderick playing? And Maya Rudolph is playing the mom. Who's Broderick playing? But the whole time I was assuming that Broderick was playing the dad. But then all no, of a sudden Chris I started. fucking Stampamantopolis right. So then I started thinking, who the fuck is Broderick playing? He's narrating it, I bet. Oh, he's playing Ralphie as an adult. Yeah, he's narrating it. All right, well, that's cool. Who's playing Ralphie as a kid? Some new kid. Uh, but I, I might watch the new Christmas story. I love a Christmas story. I'm kind of blown away. Do you? Th- and I saw that Ken Jeong is in it, so clearly he's going to play the guy in the Chinese restaurant. You don't know that. Let's not just assume but that that's what it's going to be. Do you honestly believe that in 2017 they're going to do the fa ra 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 bit? Because no, folks, folks, that's a horrifically racist scene. Well, I mean, look, I've it's... always laughed at it, but it is promoting some pretty offensive stereotypes. I don't think it's. Hold on a second. 
I understand why it could be construed as racist. I don't think they're trying Fa, to. Ra, 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 ra. I don't think they're actively trying to promote any stereotypes. I think they're just making a joke. And, it came out around the same time as Sixteen Candles, which people are also looking at with a new lens. You know, I get, I get the new lens thing. I'm not denying that at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't think the producers were sitting there going, "Let's promote this stereotype." Right? No, now. you're probably right. Uh, but uh, a Christmas story. Is a favorite of mine. I love Bad Santa. I love Christmas Vacation. I got a bit. I got I a bit. I love Scrooge. But what is your favorite Christmas movie? I had Let, a bit I want to the, do. Let's answer the question. I, I have a bit I want to do. All right. I had a bit I want to do. Folks, did you see this new rendition of A Christmas Story? I was enjoying it until the lamp sued the dad for inappropriate <laughs> behavior. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> My favorite Christmas movie, uh, I mean, look, Christmas Story's way up there. Uh, favorite Christmas movie, Scrooge is way up there. Can I, well, my number one without question is It's a Wonderful Life because that's one, that's one of my top three favorite movies of all time. Um, but I got to tell you, folks, there's gonna, so many. I love Home Alone, folks. I got to tell you, I'm going to put Love Actually at number one. Love Actually is fantastic. It makes me cry every time I watch it's it. It's a fantastic picture. Uh, and the 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 storyline alone with uh, what's his face from um, Shaun Rick, of the Dead, Alan Rick. Oh, well, Alan Rickman's is the great. Alan Rickman Emma Thompson story is the best story in the whole thing, uh, and, and should be its own movie. I would disagree. That's an incredible story. I love that story. Yeah. I don't think it's the best in the whole thing. My best. But those the two best, are so good in that. The though. best in the whole thing, in my opinion, yeah. is the guy, the dad from Shaun of the Dead, Bill Nye. The Bill Nye one kills me. It's when great. he goes back, it is great. He's a he's verbally abusive to his heavy set manager the yes. entire film. Yes, and then when he goes to his manager's house on Christmas Eve and says, "I realize you're my family and you're I, who I love and I want to spend my Christmas with you," and it's literally just a guy, yeah, just just stating his friendship for somebody that's taking care of him for somebody. Yeah, it's just it that destroys me that part. I saw Love Actually in a theater in New York. I hadn't spoken to a human being in months, and I cried like a bitch. I cry every it's time a great I watch film. it. It the really end is. With and, the, and honestly, you're kind of stupid if you say otherwise. The end with uh, with like the airport thing at the end, yeah. and like it, kids, I, I the almost start crying right at the is, top. Is stupid. I almost oh, start the, crying the right at the eleven bit. Yeah. No, no, no. The nine, the, the 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 airport thing at the beginning. I almost start crying where it's like. The, the, look how happy they are when like the people are like coming together in the airport and everything. Yeah, it's like it's like they say that people in nine eleven were calling home. Yeah, it's a great. Oh, they do say that. Yeah. You're right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's just a fantastic fucking film. It is, and they they I keep a, they keep a lot of balls in the air, and pretty much all those stories are at the very least entertaining, and in some cases they make grown men cry. Yeah, I, I love Love Actually. It's a great movie. So I, yeah, I guess I'd put that as my number one, and I would put um, I would I would put Scrooge as a close second. Scrooge is I mean, Scrooge is just really, and Scrooge will make me cry when he's doing that bit at uh, the end. Yeah, that, me cry. that kills me. And you can uh, feel like that every day. Yeah, it's it, it kills me. Murray, uh, his voice hoarse with cocaine. Really? Apparently, Murray's most coked out picture was Scrooged. I never knew he was a big coke guy. That was him at like a crazy level of coke. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But Alfred Woodard and the kid. I mean, they, they did that They did that really well, that movie. It's a Wonderful Life is a top three of all time for me, so I got to pick that. Movie makes me cry like a, like a small bitch. 
<laughs> like a little bitch. Um, I love it. I don't know why you have to put a label on it, but uh, <laughs> all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> like a like a small bitch. Yeah, he says. But you uh, know, folks, just just to let you know where we're at, we haven't even looked at the picture. <laughs> the movie, uh, the Grinch. It's the best part. It's the montage where he's stealing all the gifts from Whoville, right. and it's playing the Grinch song, which is such an awesome song. Yeah, you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Great tune. Now, do you like Nightmare Before Christmas? Never saw it. It's really good. Never saw it. And in fact, I was talking to Greg Proops. Yeah. Comedian Greg Proops, who I'm a big fan of, at a party the other night. All right. And I was praising him because he's in episode one. He's a voice in Phantom Menace. And I said, you're part of my favorite universe ever. You're part of Star Wars. And he was talking about how he had just come from New York to do a live rendition of Nightmare the Nightmare Before Christmas. I go, I go, dude, don't kill me, please. I've never seen it. Yeah. And he goes... No, I get it. He goes, most people didn't see it. He was like, it was, it, it, it became popular much later. And I was like, well, I was a pothead in college. And all my friends were like, acting like that was sacrilege that I'd never seen it. It's a very good movie. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I've just, I've just never seen it. I remember now, was it, it came a Christmas out, movie or a Halloween movie? It came out the same day as The Addams Family Values. It is both a Christmas and Halloween movie, which is why it came out around Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, boy. But yeah, it, it blends the two worlds, Halloween and Christmas. And it's a Tim Burton. Okay. Great animation, great songs. It's now, very entertaining. I bet you it's not as good as these newer Tim Burton films. Christ. The man hasn't made a good movie in 15 years. What is what is what was his last picture? Uh Big Eyes? No. Dark Shadows? No, it was big it was Big Eyes before it was Dark Shadows. Big Eyes was a very average movie and it was his best movie in about a decade. Uh, Big Eyes might have been his last picture. Yeah. His last picture. Um. What, Pat? I. Go ahead. Love. Uh, we're all listening. Home Alone. Uh, I like Home Alone. I like Home Alone 2 better, though. I think that. Home Alone 1 is 100% better. I know I know that Home Alone One is a better film overall, but I like the finale of Home Alone Two better. That's the, fair. The, the the final twenty minutes of Home Alone Two to me is funnier. It's pretty relentless, yes. If for nothing else, it's got the nonstop electrocution of Daniel Stern thing, <laughs> where he, he literally is turning from a skeleton. Right. It's it's a total it's John Hughes. From yeah, it's fucking hilarious. But let me tell you this. Speaking of Planet Shares Automobiles, Home Alone 2 does not have Mr. John Candy. Well, John Candy only pops up in Home Alone 1 for two minutes. But it is one hell of a scene. Uh, it's funny. He plays the Polish guy with the... He's got an accent, doesn't one, he? One is the classic, and to me, two is like... Everything is ripped off to such a cheap, yeah, two's, yeah. pathetic degree. Yeah, two, two's not... Like I said, one's a much... Ow. One's a much better film. Yeah. But two... Look, I feel like the whole point of Home Alone is you're trying to get to that fucking Traps and Gadgets finale. But honestly, I find the rest of it just as entertaining. Really? I do. I will say... Uh, now, Joe, do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? <laughs> I'll count Die Hard. I love Die Hard. And I love Die Hard, too. Uh, I saw Die Hard 2 once in the theater, and I don't remember it. Die Hard 2 is fantastic. I just remember all of us kind of being like, yeah, it happened at Christmas again. That's eh, good. I liked it. I would, you know, 
one is the best, and then two and three are pretty neck and neck for me. Beyond that, it's unwatchable. But. I love three. Three is uh, great. I like Live Free or Die Hard. The fifth one sucks. The opening scene of Die Hard with a Vengeance is one of the ballsiest things I've ever seen in an action yeah. movie. With the I hate N-word sign. Yeah. And then he has to team up with never Samuel Jackson, like who life. hates white people. Yeah. It's that, I really like Die Hard. And I also like that it's the brother of the terrorist from the first yeah. one. Jeremy Irons is great. It's, I really like Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's I thought great. it took some like cool chances story-wise. But two, I mean... Just the fact that so when when he ejects out of that plane and his seat comes all the way up so like his nose is touching the camera that's right. like a shot you know, I've, I've almost never seen before or since and yeah, he's screaming he's, right yeah when he the he shoots the gas tank so it's leaking gas then lights the gas tank on fire so the trail of fire goes up and blows up the plane but then the trail of fire becomes the light that guides in the airplanes. That's pretty genius. Yeah. It's pretty genius. I don't remember that at all, but sure, it sounds good. All right, Joe. I just and I'm going like... to put Bad Santa up there as well. I got oh, I got to put man, Bad Santa I up there. I forgot well. about Bad Santa. That's way up my list. That's way up my list. I back to Die Hard for a second. A Die Hard 2 to me is like the um Oh god, damn it. I just had a perfect analogy. It's like the um Oh fuck! I'm sorry, Pat. That is a perfect analogy. I've uh, I've had a bit of whiskey here, and uh, and uh, you know what are you gonna do? It happens. Here you go. Let me top you off, buddy. All right. Give me just a little dab there for your glass. All right. Uh, it's the holidays, folks. Don't judge us. It's early. Who are you judging? It's us. It's it's not really early. It's a Sunday night. It's ten ten. <laughs> Ring ten ten. Pat has to work tomorrow. I do. I have to do getting Doug with Hyde tomorrow. You'll be fine. Uh, the Grinch has uh, stolen all the Whoville people's uh, gifts, and uh, he's now up on his mountain just reveling in it. He's very happy. Yeah. Now, here's why the movie fucked up. Hold all right? On. This is the climactic moment in the cartoon. He's happy. He's like, I ruined Christmas for these cocksuckers down there. I stole their gifts. Now they're not going to enjoy it. But then they come out and they sing. And they're still happy. And they're still celebrating Christmas. And that's when he realizes Christmas isn't about presents. It's about the spirit. It's about love. Right. And in the goddamn movie, they immediately start it with this capitalism bullshit. Right. And it's like, it ruins it. It takes it way out of Dr. Seuss. That's right. That's not what Dr. Seuss is. That's right, Joe. Dr. Seuss is a magical, wonderful world where people don't do stuff like that. That's right, Joe. You know? I just, I'm sorry, Pat. I get fired up. I know. You know I'm thinking about starting an Alex Jones kind of uh, <laughs> uh, video show. Joe, I feel like that's maybe, maybe three years off for you. Uh, no, where I just discussed uh, Dr. Seuss adaptations. Right. So it's episode one will be Grinch. Episode two, Cat in the Hat. After that, we're going to have a hard time. Let me throw some Christmas titles at you. Let me know what you think. Jingle All the Way. Never saw it. Schwarzenegger, Hartman, and Sinbad. Jingle ne All the Way? I'm going to shoot I'm going to shoot you straight. It's funny. I don't doubt it. I mean, I just I never saw it. I mean, you did hear me say Phil Hartman, Schwarzenegger, and Sinbad. Yes. There's going to be it laughs. It came out at the wrong time. It came out when I was in college. Yeah. I was like, it's it just, right. you know, I, I it wasn't, you know. It's got some laughs. Uh, let me throw the Santa Claus at you. Uh, never saw it, but 
It's a it's a funny. Not movie. against it. It's a funny movie. I'm, me, I'm sad that the third one is so poorly reviewed because that's the one with Martin Short. That's right. Let me throw Prancer at you. Never saw Prancer. I saw Prancer at the Dollar Show. I, I, I sobbed. I was nine years old. Prancer's a really good movie with Sam yeah, Elliott. That was just because of the guy that took you into the bathroom. Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus. I'm sorry, people. This is, you know, we talk truth on this podcast. <laughs> um, let me. Now, do you th- count Batman Returns as a Christmas film? Of course, and one of my favorites. I love Batman Returns. I like it if I watch it through the filter of it's a Christmas movie. Okay. If I watch it as a Batman movie, I hate it. Okay. But if I watch it as a Christmas movie, guys, we just got a commercial here on YouTube, and if that's happened to you, we're sorry. Was it over? No, it wasn't even it's over. not over. Uh, okay. We're right at the part. Pause it if you need to. The dog is being pulled up by the sled, and the sled's going to fall sled. over. Grinch is going up to save the dog. Um, like it matters. I know. You know, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> nobody cares. There's no quality in any of this anymore. Uh, let me throw you Ernest Saves Christmas. I remember loving that. I didn't like it. Saw that at the Dollar Show as well. I saw many Ernest films as a kid. We've discussed this. I saw many Ernest films as a kid. I hated all of them except Ernest Goes to Jail. I loved. Jail is very fun. I loved him playing the two characters. Jail is very fun. Yeah. Uh, Throw a couple at me, Joe. Don't leave me hanging. Uh, well, Gremlins, classic Christmas film. Gremlins is one of the best Christmas films. Absolutely. I love a it. A great Christmas episode, not a film. Tales from the Crypt, the uh, episode with the escaped mental patient who dresses as Santa Claus. I haven't seen it. Oh, God, you're missing out. I haven't seen it. It's Benny from L.A. Law, the guy that played the... the, the Benny. Dr. Giggles. Yeah, Dr. Giggles, Drake the doctor and Doctor is in. Yes. Same. Yes. The doctor is out of his mind. Which one was your line? Mine was the doctor is insane. But the, on the box, it said the doctor is out, dot, 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 of his of mind. Of his mind. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Both are very good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, what else? Tales from the Dark Side has some really tremendous Christmas episodes. Okay. There's one called Seasons of Belief okay. that I love about a family or two parents telling their kids about this uh, monster, I think, called the Gringer. Okay. And they're making up the story. It's this whole goofy story, and the kids are terrified, and then at the end, the monster actually becomes real and comes in and kills the parents. So okay. that's fun. Did we do uh, Krampus on this show? Uh, I think we did. Krampus, Krampus is cool. This kind of sucked, but... It's all right. It was okay. It's fine. Um, there's another Tales from the Dark Side. Oh, uh, um, Hattering and Jack, which is about a guy on Christmas Day, and a demon is haunting his house. And the demon is trying to get the best of him, but he can't get the best of him because the guy's got too good of a spirit. But it's enjoyable, you know. Okay. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of Christmas movies. I mean, we've really you ever seen "I'll Be Home for Christmas" with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Leslie Nielsen? Uh, no, it's not great. It I wouldn't imagine it is. It's not great. I mean, anything post Naked Gun three, yeah. with Leslie Nielsen, you're getting into some troubled territory at that point, folks. The Grinch just came to an end. <laughs> Jesus. Everybody's happy. They won. Uh, you know, he he became good. Yeah. And uh, it's a nice thing for everybody. I hope you heard about at least one Christmas picture you haven't seen. And I hope you check it out. You know, The Long Kiss Goodnight's a great Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Really? Gina Davis, Sammy Jackson. Great picture. I don't doubt it. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's got a lot of Christmas stuff in it. I like Chris 
Christmas, Christmas Bang Bang. I like Chris, Christmas Bang Bang. Uh, L.A. Confidence has some Christmas shit in it. But it's not a Christmas movie. Come on. You're, you're, you're stretching now. I mean, there's a lot of movies that have a Christmas moment in them. You know what? Beautiful Girls. That's way up on my Christmas list. That has no Christmas in it at all, but it's, it's a, all it's Thanksgiving a movie. Yeah. I love, I love Beautiful Girls. But doesn't he go home? Oh, he goes home for Thanksgiving. Okay. I, like, no, I, it's, I don't even think it's Thanksgiving. I think it is. It's just his reunion, I believe. Oh, shit. You're right. Jesus. Yeah, all right. Well, it feels like a Christmas be, folks. movie. Um, folks, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. You, you and your kin. And a happy Hanukkah and a happy Kwanzaa. And a happy Hanukkah and a happy Kwanzaa. I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. Uh, Joe DeRosa Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. We love you guys. We miss you guys. And we wish you and yours a beautiful day. That was a HeadGum Podcast.